T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, my friends. Our number two here on KMOX is at your service. That's right. We're going to go all the way till uh, 10 o'clock tonight here on the big show here. Greg Damon sitting in at your service on this uh, soggy Tuesday evening. Folks, when you're out on the road, please, please slow down. You heard about the accident on uh, Jennings and 70. Uh, just, you know, it's not worth it. It's just not worth It's just not worth it. You know, be nice to each other out there. Drive smart, you know. <coughs> Drive smart. Slow down. You don't know about the standing water on the roadway. I'm telling you, you know, your tires on your car are about the big, as big from the palm all the way to the tip of your uh, middle finger. That's all the tread that's on the road, folks. You get a little water underneath that, you're going to be going all over the place. So please just slow down. Uh, be smart. Make sure you got good tires on as well. Hey, folks. So anyway, this is the KMOX Auto Show. want to bring in... Uh, our next guest, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, Joe Sonnerman has uh, joined us here on the program. Boy, I don't know how many times. And, uh, you know, he's the Route 66 aficionado and also uh, just all things worldly about cars and everything else. And, uh, Joe, thanks for coming down and hanging out with us in studio tonight here on KMOX. It's always my pleasure. You know that. I love coming down here. Ah, it's so awesome. It's awesome to have you down here. So, you know, obviously you work for uh, the traffic department, and uh, so you're always uh, always – Always got the accidents up talking about that, and uh, you know we catch you on uh, Facebook and all that other stuff as well. So. Still, I'm watching it right now. I'm looking at, it's kind of that's kind of what we do, traffic nerds. That's I'm, right. I'm watching 70 right now. There you go. Well, Joe, <laughs> I want to have you down to uh, talk about obviously uh, here in St. Louis area fall. Uh, man, the trees are just turning colors and uh, just really beautiful out there. And one of the things that I like to do, and I drag my family with me just because I make them. Go no, my wife likes it as well. But I make my kids go and I make them put their phones in their pocket, or actually, I try to hold them and throw them in the back seat. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know, some great fall drives that you can go look at the colors. Just look outside and just see how beautiful nature is. Uh, and that's why I want to have you down and talk about that. Well, of course, and we we sort of make a habit of this. We kind right. of do this this right. annually because I'm the same way with my family. Right. Put the phone away. Get out of the car, look around, experience the beauty around you, and get your nose out of the darn screen for a few minutes. Exactly. And uh, that's it's not as bright this year, though. I'm a little disappointed so far in the colors, I think, because it was so dry. I think the colors haven't been quite as vibrant, but maybe after this uh, raw night tonight, maybe it'll get a little better. But maybe it, so. What? Well, I think uh, personally, uh, around my house, I've got some, uh, some maple trees in the backyard. Man, the uh, yellow and red is just... 
so vibrant oh, out good. there. Oh, good. See, not for and, me at uh, all. Yeah. Of course, and, all I have is the darn persimmons. Well, so. there you go. <laughs> there. No, but, you know, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite rides, and, and I just love to do it, is uh, go from uh, Alton up the uh, River Road all the way up to uh, Pier Marquette. I think it's one of the best drives around. You know, you have the river on one side, and you got all the beautiful colors on the other side up on the bluff. That's everybody's favorite, pretty much. Yeah. Don't In this area, don't you think you almost have to do I, the, the Great River Road and the ferries? Uh, I hope so, because I, uh, I think it's a lot of fun. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, great views. And it it's is just, the best one. It, it's, it's just really... Um, like I said, you got the river on one side. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody's always attracted to water, and mm-hmm. uh, the river is so beautiful right there. And then, like I said, on the bluffs with the trees and everything else. And then and Grafton. You, well, I was going to say you get to explore Grafton. It's and, turning into like a, a huge resort area. They're they're right. adding so many things every time I go out. There's another winery or another uh, attraction or it's another a destination. Shop. It is huge. And now they got that alpine. Did you see the alpine sled they have there now? I have not. At the top of the hill. I, I'm not sure what is that's that a, called. Is it called Airy or something like that? Oh, it's the uh, sled you go down. Uh, it's like a uh, on a track, like, yeah. kind of like a uh, one-person roller coaster kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I can't wait to try that. Yeah, I forgot about that. I remember they were uh, were building that. But, you know, they got some great stuff in Grafton. They got the fin in sure. there. They got the loading dock now. Yeah, the loading dock's and, great. Uh, yeah, go out and hang out. And uh, have a few uh, adult beverages and listen to the band. And we do that every river. year. We do it every year. Now, as many other places as I may like to go, that's always at the top of the list. This year, I was going to try a new one. Okay. And I really wish I hadn't. Okay. <laughs> it was a horrible experience. And that's one of the reasons I agreed to come down here is I want to tell people that are thinking about Uh-oh. doing this. Do I have to mute your mic here? Think it hard. Think it through before you do it. Okay. How many people have decided they are going to drive down to uh, near Perryville and see that damn tower rock. Oh, that is a that is a huge huge topic on uh, on everybody's mind. Is it? Well, I did it um Saturday. Okay. And it was hell on earth. It was like getting a bonus track on a Yoko Ono CD. <laughs> okay, I had it took Two hours to get from Route A in there. Wait a minute. That's a two-lane road, am I it's correct? It's a one-lane road. Don't let anybody uh-huh. tell you that's a two-lane okay. road. All right. <laughs> that's your first mistake, okay? All right. Second thing is go to the bathroom before you leave. Okay. Okay. Third thing is there are no amenities back there whatsoever, and there's very little parking. So, And I'm not trying to discourage you from going. I'm saying go on a weekday. Maybe that's the way I should have put it. Is well, you know, weekday, uh, don't go on a weekend. Yeah, big attraction. I mean, the river's so low that you can sure. actually walk out there. I mean, when's the last? I, I mean, 1988 was the last time. I was going to say, it's last been, time I did it. I, I can't remember, uh, you know, because yeah. I'm old and my memory fades. But I, I can't remember when it was such a big deal to uh, yeah. to be able to walk out there to see Tower. But what Rock. happens is it's a one-lane road. It's dirt. And these dinguses park in the middle of the road. They park right in the middle of the road. And so one car can get through. You have to wait for one to get through. And then the other one has to go. And so, and then Route A, which is the main road that goes back in there from, uh, from the Perryville area, they are building a bridge. So they've got a one-lane section of road that's controlled by one signal. Oh, nice. And it sits on red for like 10 minutes. Let's one direction through. And then sits in 10 minutes for the other direction. Let's the other way. And it's so bad the locals are setting up there selling T-shirts. <laughs> you know? oh my gosh. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, maybe I'll get in here in another half hour. No, and it just kept going and going and going. And it was great and it was spectacular and it was awesome. It was an amazing experience. But know before you go, you know, that if you're going to go down there, and I don't know what this rain's going to do to the water level. Maybe it'll be a moot point by tomorrow. I don't know for sure. But if you're going to do that, 
take plenty of provisions, go to the bathroom, leave early, be patient, or better yet, pick a Tuesday. That that's something that I, I went on the drive, really enjoyed the colors. Um, 61, 67 goes up and down the hills. Sure. Some of those back roads, those little towns, I think it's Frona is one of the little towns that you go through there. And they're really pretty and everything, but boy, oh boy, you better be ready for some traffic because everybody and their uncle decided they were going to pack up and they were going to go see the rock. So so let me ask you, so I've never been there. Okay. So, so was it worth the experience? Though? No. So when you get there, <laughs> I mean, do you, do you climb up on this? You're not supposed to. Okay. But everybody was. Okay. And I even saw, um, the funniest thing I saw was a guy who had a radio-controlled four-wheel drive truck. And he was taking the radio-controlled four-wheel drive truck up the side. And I said, that's going to last about five minutes. So I took my phone out and started video. He got about 15 feet up and it fell back down and went, ended up in pieces at the bottom. Of the nice. And you see, you see all kinds of human behavior on display. You see what happens when people get out of the city, out of the city, and they get out in the nature and they're not really prepared they don't pick up after their dogs. Oh, my gosh. The kids run amok. I sound like an old man. But, I mean, I just saw Get off my lawn. Every, every example of human behavior that you can see is on display at Tower Rock on the weekend. And for good and bad. But it was really cool. And what's really cool is how narrow it is for the towboats to go through there. They have to get almost sideways oh, wow. to get into the channel and get through. And you're like, is this guy going to make it? So it's cool. But all I'm saying is if you're going to do that, be prepared. Because it ain't it ain't an easy ride. <laughs> yeah, I think I think some of that uh, some of that navigation is only like yeah. uh, like twelve to sixteen feet. They said in Saint Genevieve, I was talking with a fellow from Saint Genevieve. They said they were having trouble with the port or whatever the docking facility is there because the river is so low. And I remember in '88, I remember seeing Tower Rock, but I remember right out here how low it was. Right. You know, they had to close it to barge traffic. Right, I remember that. You know, that's when we were sitting up here at One Memorial Drive playing Rick Astley records. That's how long ago that was, but you know, <laughs> but you know, but it was. That's that. That's what it's like. It looks just like it did in '88. You can walk right out there, and the rock formations are really cool, but it kind of ruins it because you're looking for natural wonder, and what you've got is a freak show. But, but you know, it's kind of cool at the same time. So I, I think I just look at things a little bit weird. Well, you know, I mean, not not necessarily. Not There's necessarily. a railroad track there. It runs across the river. And there's only a little parking spot. And some of these people park their cars with their rear ends sticking out onto that railroad track. And it's an active railroad track. And it's a very active railroad track. Oh, man. And they don't sound their whistle either. So a bunch of people, they said the Perry County Sheriff's Department said a bunch of people got their tail ends clipped. Oh, I wish I would have been there. I would have been (laughs) through there. You can see there's a railroad track there. Don't stick your, you know, tail end out <laughs> over the rail track. So they were saying, and then the conservation department sort of belatedly came out with a list of, you know, do's and don'ts and things to do and things not to do if you're going to go down there. But they decide to do that after it's a weekend that can only be described as hell on earth. That's right. But right. still, I'm, you know, it was an experience. I was going to go. It's a county fair. I was going to combine that trip with a trip down to Snake Road in the Shawnee, Shawnee National I'm Forest. I'm going to stop you there because i got to take a uh, – we'll, we'll get right back to that, cool. but i got to take a little break here, okay? You got it. All right, fantastic. Hey, folks, Joe Sonderman, he's uh, hanging out with us here tonight on uh, KMOX is at your service, talking a little bit about some great drives for the fall and uh, going to see Tower Rock, as he said, 
Pack a lunch. That's all I can say. We got a little business to do. We'll be right back. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair tonight. KMOX is at your service. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tuesday night fun here on KMOX. That's right. It's at your service. Greg Damon hanging out. Joe Sonderman in studio is uh, we're talking a little bit about uh, some fantastic drives, see some fall colors, and just really kind of just hanging out and talking really is what we're doing. <laughs> 920 is your time right here in the heart of mid-America. Again, Joe, thanks for hanging out with us here at uh, in studio tonight here I'm in really KMOX. And, and I don't get me wrong on these trips. If they were all boring and safe and predictable, it wouldn't be any fun. Well, you know, you tell your trip to Tower Rock. Now, that's, I mean, that's a story. It's right. not like, uh, you know, we went to Tower, we went Rock. To Tower Rock. It was, it was great. It was big rock, and that was yeah. about it. So now you were talking about going to Snake, uh, Snake Road? I wanted to, okay, but because we spent so much time at Tower Rock, I have not made Snake Road yet, so I'd be curious to see if anybody's been down there yet. What Snake Road is, is it's in the Shawnee National Forest, and in the fall, they close off this little forest road that runs between the bluffs and the swamp. And first of all, it's really pretty down there. If you've ever been down there, the vegetation stuff, the bluffs in the fall alone is worth the drive. Forget the snakes. If you don't like snakes, I wasn't going to tell my wife where we were going. <laughs> because there's not like there's a big sign that says, hey, Snake Road, next exit. I, I will never go. Gone. I will never go. The snakes are the devil. I'm well, not going. I don't, I don't, I'm not crazy about them, but I was, I was just kind of curious. And so I'm, uh, but apparently there's quite a few. And in order to protect them, they have to keep the vehicles off of there. And there's all sorts of varieties, not just snakes, but salamanders and lizards and all kinds, all kinds of crawly things. That you can see, and if you're interested in nature, it's a wonderful nature walk. You, you have to be you have to be careful around snakes. Yeah, I'm not Don't going. Mess with them. I'm not going. You know, <laughs> no. I won't even go to the reptile house. Not at the interested. Zoo. No, no. I, I I would just like to see them, just to see <clears> it. You stay in the middle of the road. You don't go poking around, you don't stick things in the vegetation, and if you see one, you let it be because they're as afraid of you as you are of them. They may not show it. <laughs> Look, I don't care how you're selling it, sister. I'm not buying. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. So anyway, let's talk. Uh, one, I know one of your favorite spots is uh, Devil's Elbow. Mm -hmm. uh, always a great drive at this time of year as well. Uh, for Route 66 people in Missouri, Devil's Elbow is a extraordinary part of Route 66 that was uh, laid out in the 1920s in the Ozarks, a narrow two-lane road that went across a wonderful truss bridge with bluffs overlooking the, the site, and it's gorgeous. It's a typical Ozark stream that is just pristine, flawless. And it was bypassed during World War II. They built a four-lane road that uh, blasted through the earth 
as opposed to going around it like good old Route 66 did. And you can still drive this 1920s vintage roadway. And there was a roadhouse there. It's closed at the moment. They're refurbishing it. And there's the little community of Devil's Elbow. And let me tell you something. It is the prettiest spot in 2,000 miles of Route 66. Really? Yeah. And what's really cool about it is it just, they thought in the 1940s they were going to build a dam on the Gasconade River down there. And they were going to make this massive reservoir. And it was going to flood the whole thing. So they didn't take care of the road or they didn't pave it in fancy pavement or anything like that. So it's just a little tarmac road. But it was US 66. You can't imagine what the traffic was like on that thing. Right. And so it's this beautiful, pristine stretch of 1920s pavement where you get up to the top of the hill and the view is just unbelievable. And then if you once you drive that, you go back and you drive the 1940s route which has also been bypassed. That was bypassed by the interstate. So they've been trying to get you through Devil's Elbow quicker all these years, and they've realigned it three times. Then they moved the interstate. So this road has been realigned four times. Um, But if you're on the interstate, you don't see squat. Okay, you're doing 75 miles an hour. This is near Arlington, Missouri. You've got tractor trailers on your tail. Your hand is froze to the wheel like a tongue to a sled in the middle of a blizzard. And you're not having fun. I mean, is that fun? Look around you. I'm getting, I'm getting fast. I'm getting there faster. Up to hell with that. Sometimes, sometimes is what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to have the interstate. I'm not knocking the interstate. Bless the interstate. Bless Walmart. Bless McDonald's. Bless them all. But sometimes <laughs> Joe Sonderman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but sometimes you want to slow down and appreciate life a little bit, and that's what Route 66 is for. That's what Devil's Elbow is here for. Just for a little while, and then you can get back on the interstate and get back to your crazed, you know, butts on fire, britches catching existence in your SUV at 85, 90 miles an hour. But stop by, see Devil's Elbow, get a little nature. There's no snakes. I've never seen a snake at Devil's Elbow. I've seen a lot of hummingbirds and a lot of wide wildlife, uh, you know, four-legged and two-legged it gets it. It's a little rough down there sometimes. <laughs> gotcha. well, I'm, I'm going to throw another one at you. Okay. Uh, uh, how about up 79 towards Clarksville? Yeah. Again, a roller coaster road, but you got it now. 79 has been bypassed and improved in a lot of places, and you got to find the old stretches of 79 to drive. You got to know, get out the map, get out and see where 79 used to go. Because now, like I said, it's like every other road, they're trying to get you through there quicker, which right. is great. But 79 is wonderful. Louisiana is a great little town. Um, they have the mansions. If you go as far as Hannibal, I mean, you could spend the whole day in, in Hannibal just seeing the Mark Twain stuff alone and Injun Joe's Cave, and you got to do right. that. So that's another. And that one takes a, that one takes a good long time. That's a road that you got to be patient on. A lot of blind curves. And oh, yeah. Roller coaster. And, I grew know. up in Quincy, so I'm, I'm well from, oh, yeah. <laughs> Very familiar. Of course, with now that. you got four lane all the way up there. Now, if you want it, I I remember my dad talking, and, and, and it's funny because you know uh, uh, we lived here. We went back to Quincy a, a lot, and I remember there was a stretch between uh, just outside of Troy, past yeah. Bowling Green, that was right. still two lane on sixty one on sixty one. Yeah, and I remember my, when they made it four lane. You know, my my dad always used to say, "Ah, they've been trying to make yeah. this four lane for forever." They you called know, it and, Blood Alley, if I'm not right. mistaken, and so. Uh, I remember when they did it, and it was like uh, this this big joyous thing, which is great, and that's cool. And fifty five and sixty one used to be like that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story real quick. So we're we're on sixty one in the two lane portion, right? right. And sure. we're we're going we're going back to Quincy. 
And uh, so my dad's car overheats, uh-huh. right? Right. And we're on, on 61, on that right. two-lane. Well, right across the street, or right across uh, 61, here is a uh, uh, a little uh, putt-putt golf course called Putt and Cuss <laughs> Golf Course. That's wonderful. And so we had to go over there and get water with like a, and we got it like in a flowering watering can, <laughs> you know. To, uh, to to help out the car. Driving by going, damn hippies. That's right. Exactly. Then, see, but my old man, the way he drove, instead of stopping to get water, he would think that going faster would have helped the issue. Because that's the way he drove. Right. You well, know, was, was as fast as he possibly could, not stopping for anything short of, you know, uh, the police stepping out into the lane of traffic. And right, making exactly. Stops. I'm he making a good stop. time. He wouldn't stop for nothing. That's how he traveled. And that's why I'm the way I am now, I think is because when I was a kid in the back of the 74 Country Squire wagon with the faux wood paneling, looking out the back, you know, making the noise for the or the hand signal for the truck drivers, I, I, we never got to stop at this stuff. And I said, well, one of these days when I'm old enough and when I'm doing the driving, we're going to stop at every little snake pit, every little deer farm, every little tchotchke stand between here and the Lake of the Ozarks, and and that's kind of what I do know is I I actually seek those places out. I'll tell you what I am uh, I am Joe tourist. I love uh, stopping at all those places. You know what what I like my my friend Lee and I uh, we travel together and 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 one of the best things about it is we love to go to uh, mom and pop restaurants. Yep. You and never just, know. And just you know see what the fare is yeah. and eat it and it's, and it's usually just uh, just top notch usually now the other side of that coin is it it might give you tone wing but well, the unpredictability <laughs> is part of it motels are like that when we were kids you know the only thing we cared about is did it have a pool right but exactly now they're all the same i mean i can stay in that hampton inn out here at i44 and there's nothing wrong with hampton inn but the one in tucumcari new mexico looks just like it and the one in Santa Monica, California looks just like it, except it has a palm tree. Right. And the difference between motels, gas stations, restaurants, they had no two were alike. Good, maybe. Bad, <laughs> often. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> but different. That's what traveling's about to me. Well, Joe, I want to thank you so much for coming down, hanging well, out with you. us. Uh, folks this... want to uh, get you on your website. I know you got some great books on Route 66 and stuff. Where I can do. they go? Funny you should mention that. At least 13 or 14 of them now, I yes. think, we're on. It's uh, 66postcards.com, and that is a website that has uh, about 10,000 vintage images of Route 66 on it. And you can always Facebook me. That's right. He's all over Facebook as well. Although so. lately I've been shooting my mouth off, so i got to cool it a little bit. You're going to be putting Facebook jail. Yeah, I'm going to end up in jail again, yeah. Well, you know, there's always KMLX. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Joe, thanks again for coming down hanging out with us. And, uh, man, always great to talk always to you. Always fun. Always right. fun. That's our good friend Joe Sonderman, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to do a little business. This is KMLX is at your service. Stick around. Welcome back, my friends. 9.33 is your time right here in the heart of Mid-America. Matt Pajeski kicking out the jams tonight, hanging out, producing for us here. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair. KMOX is at your service on a soggy, soggy Tuesday night. I hope you guys are uh, hunkered down inside your house and uh, everything's going well. No leaks. And, man, slow down when you're out on the road, please. Slow down. It's not worth it. Hey, coming up, you know, it, folks it, – you know, I'm I'm a, uh, a a pretty passionate guy when it comes to football. 
And uh, I've been lucky enough to uh, meet a lot of people. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite people. He's the uh, head coach over at Missouri Baptist, Jason Buryanak, and uh, he's been kind enough to uh, join us on the program. Jason, thanks for uh, coming on, and hopefully, I never have to say your name again. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Greg. It's great to be with you tonight. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, loved coming over, talking to you, and hanging out, man. You guys, uh, you guys do such a great job over at uh, Missouri Baptist. I just, I, I love. I love you and your staff and how you coach those players up. You know, I'm, I'm a big lineman guy, so I just love watching the linemen and how they work hard. And you guys just do such a fabulous job. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. It's a, it's always great having you over and and Daniel over. And, uh, you know, we're, we're really fortunate. We've got a great setup over there at Missouri Baptist, and we've got a great staff of guys and a great group of young men that we, we get to recruit and work with every day. So, you know, it, it really makes my job a lot of fun to go to work when you got when you got that kind of, uh, you know, support and, and staff and, and guys to work for or work with. It, it makes it a lot of fun. And I, I got to tell you, one of your coaches, Coach Co. Man, this guy has coached at every level uh, uh, known. And how much wealth of experience does he bring to the team? Oh man, I, I tell you what, that's a real god thing that uh, he and I met because we met at a camp uh, when I first got hired back in 2013. We really didn't know each other. We've never we've never met each other. And uh, I was at a camp recruiting. It was a Rivals.com camp and. Um, he happened to be there. He was kind of in between jobs, kind of looking, but, but somewhat semi-retired. And yeah, you're right. You know, coach Co has, uh, been a saint. I mean, a legend in the, in the profession, very, very well known around St. Louis and around the coaching community has, uh, worked with Lane Kiffin at the Oakland Raiders, worked for Johnny majors at Tennessee and at Pittsburgh worked for Bill Snyder at Kansas state was a SWAC champion when he was the head coach at Alabama state. So, uh, just total luck that we ran into each other. We had a little bit of a commonality, uh, with my connection to the university of Colorado and his connection to Tennessee, they, they played, uh, and I was a kid. I remember when they played back in 1990, we started talking about that game that he coached in and, uh, one thing led to another and he was the first guy I hired and he's been with me ever since. And we've been blessed, uh, to, to have him along. That's right. Former guest here on uh, at your service as well. Great, uh, great knowledge. And it was just so much fun to talk to him. And like the, the time just went by, like it just felt like a, a nanosecond that it, uh, you know, he was on and then, you know, we had such a great time here. Um, so, yeah, he's got a ton of stories, doesn't he? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, I want to talk a little about, uh, obviously, head coach. How did you uh, want to know about getting coaching? You, so tell us a little about your career and then how you got into coaching. Well, you know, I, I grew up around coaches. My dad was not a coach, but uh, my dad for 38 years was the senior associate uh, athletic director at the University of Colorado. Now, he, he didn't hold that title the entire time. He worked his way up, was a student in the ticket office and worked his way up to uh, basically second in command and um, is in the University of Colorado Hall of Fame out there um, for his service. And uh, I, I just grew up around University of Colorado athletics and grew up around football. And one of his, he was kind of the director of football operations before that was a thing. And, and he did all the travel and tickets and hotels and everything for the football team. And uh, I was I, around football and around coaches and, uh, for whatever reason, I just wanted to be a coach, and I had the opportunity to play at the University of Colorado first as a walk-on uh, under Rick Neuheisel, who gave me an opportunity to play, and um, and Coach Barnett 
kept me around and eventually gave me a scholarship. And uh, and then when I got done playing, Coach Barnett gave me an opportunity to be kind of uh, a low-level grad, graduate assistant on his staff, which I worked for a spring with them and then ended up moving out here to Illinois. But, uh, you know, I for as long as I can remember, going back to – Man, when I was 10 or 12 years old, I would be sitting there watching basketball game film, breaking down film, and uh, I just wanted to coach. I I don't know what it was. I I think my mom being a teacher uh, and my dad being around sports, it just seemed like a perfect fit to to teach and be around young men but still be around uh, sports and athletics, and I just love it. i got to tell you, uh, it's really – it, it it's really uh, let's see I'm trying to think of the word that I can say but uh, you know when you when you're able to uh, influence the lives of uh, young men like that I mean there there's no better there's no better feeling like that you know because some of these guys no. I mean it's not they don't they don't have a good home life no you're exactly right and uh, you know that puts a lot of pressure on us because there's there's a lot of teaching that uh, goes on with us that maybe they have never had or uh, hasn't been in necessarily the, the way that it, that it should be. Uh, so some of them come from rough, rough backgrounds. Some of our guys come from great homes and, um, you know, we're able to just continue to build them, but uh, that is a huge piece of it. And, and I think the other side of it is, is that we're just blessed as coaches because they, they teach us as much and pour into us as much as, as it, as we do to them as well. You know, I think uh, one of the coach Co would probably tell you, but you know, these guys being around them every day, man, they, they keep you young and, and they're a lot of fun. And, and it is a, it is a privilege to impact their life. And, and when you, when you see that, and I think, the the biggest joy for me is when they come back and and leave your program and they go out and they're successful and they come back and they uh, want to be around and they stop in to say hello. You know that's really when you know that you made an impact on your life and and that or on their lives and and that's a special thing. No, absolutely, couldn't agree more. And you know it's uh, it's been nice enough our friendship that you have come over and talked to uh, talked to uh, uh, my son's team and. And really, uh, you know, the linemen there, and, man, they just really look up to you. They ask about you constantly and, and make sure how the team's doing. Well, you know, that's, that's where it starts, you know, and that's not, you know, I think if I was to get on a soapbox about anything, you know, I, I think youth coaches, um, what you guys do is so important. And there's, I think you guys do a tremendous job. It's fun to come over and watch them. Uh, but there's a lot of, a lot of youth coaches that don't do things right, you know, and, and they too much about the wins. Yeah. And, and, you know, when that happens, I think that, uh, we end up doing a lot more coaching or they actually ruin the kid's career before it even gets started. But, you know, that's what I admire about what you guys do and, and how you teach technique and, and, you know, I think through that technique, you guys are able to be successful and you got a great group of young men, but man, it's just, I just love being around the game and, and it really doesn't matter what game it is, whether it's basketball, uh, you know, checkers, chess, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just love competing and I love being around people that love it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about uh, about your season so far. Got a home game coming up Saturday, one o'clock at, uh, at at home field at Missouri Baptist. How's the season going? 
Well, you know, it's it's going all right. Our record isn't what we hoped it would be right now. We've got, uh, let's see, we've got three games left, so we've got one more home game. So uh, I, I think we're two and six right now, or uh, we've got two wins on the season, and we're really young, you know, so there's there's some frustrating learning curves that, that have to take place when you have a young football team. Uh, we, we have five seniors on the on the roster right now. So uh, there's, there's some real excitement and bright, things ahead but you know there's also some some frustrating points but we've we've been really really competitive probably more competitive than we've ever been in those games you know we play one of the toughest schedules at the nai level you know we uh i want to say four out of the last six games have been against top 25 ranked teams and uh we've we've played really well with them it's just uh little things that that have hurt us you know, throughout the ball game that doesn't allow us to get over the hump. But there's, it's a great group of guys. You know, I think the thing that I enjoy the most out of them is that they don't they don't quit, man. They're out there working their butts off uh, today out in the rain and um, ready to go for this weekend. You know, we, we've got three games left. We've got an opportunity to, to get to five wins, which is something as a new program we haven't we haven't hit. And uh, there's a lot that they're that they're eager to do, and we got to start it this week. It's homecoming, it's senior day, so uh, you know we got to send those guys out on a on a high note. Yeah, absolutely. So let's ask you that you kind of talked about a new program. It's one of my uh, one of my favorite stories I ever hear you told is uh, I want to ask you about how the Missouri Baptist football program started, because to think about where you had to start this to where you are now is just an unbelievable uh, unbelievable tale. And uh, and how much hard work and dedication that you put into this program? Yeah, man, it it it, it almost doesn't seem real. You know, when I was uh, I was at McKendree University, and and our head coach made the decision to retire. And as as luck would have it, as you know, you just don't know what God's plans are for you. But um, all of a sudden, uh, common commonality, and I get interviewed over at Missouri Baptist that they want to start a football program. And this is back in 2013. And uh, Dr. Smith, the AD and and President uh, Dr. Lacey, that was uh, the president of the university at the time, they chose me. And, you know, I and I picked Charlie. And I think the two of us were looking at this thing going, man, you know, I think we can we can really do something with it. And, and, uh, you know, we, we haven't lost that. And we and that's what makes it so great. But yeah, when we when we got hired, you know, they found a office in uh, one of the buildings and gave us the office and said, okay, now you got to uh, buy all the footballs, buy all the helmets, <laughs> buy uh, everything. You know, they, they literally, they had, they had a budget set up, but had nothing uh, there. You know, we didn't have locker rooms uh, the first year. We they kind of gave us a little, no, we didn't have a field. We had, we had CBC lined up. We had CBC lined up that we were going to be able to practice there uh, and that we were going to be able to play our games there. And what's, uh, as you know, being around CBC in the afternoon, that's a busy place. So we drew the uh, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. time slot at Ooh. CBC, and uh, which was early mornings. So we would we didn't really have a locker room. So uh, Coach Co and I we would show up about 4:30 in the morning, and we'd go into our little storage area that we had, and we'd pull all the pads out, we'd line them up on the on this uh, concrete, and guys would show up and put their gear on and and head over, uh, walk the little short hill uh, over to CBC, and we'd go practice and. And we'd come back and we'd do it all again the next day. And, you know, we kind of laugh and joke because as as that first year wore on, 
uh, you know, we're out there at 6 a.m. And, and all of a sudden we're flipping the lights on. Well, uh, we didn't realize we couldn't turn the lights on. Uh, that that was not right. a part of it because uh, CBC is limited on how many days they can use the lights. Correct. So, you know, so we always uh, joke that, you know, we had to wait until God turned the lights on when the sun came up that we were able to uh, actually get going. So, uh, yeah, it, w- it was a process. And, and early on, you know, by, um, you know, uh, Dr. Lacey, our, our president, and Dr. Smith, they, they realized that, you know, they, that we were going to have to make some changes there. That it, it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna work out like that long term, and um, so it was it was a good starting point. But what they thought would would uh, would transpire and work out, but they realized that we had to do something else. And you know, two years in, we had a or I guess our, going into our third year, we opened the doors on a brand new uh, locker room and coaches' offices, and we laid a turf field that is up by uh, Cadet Park where you guys practice and where CBC's baseball field is and uh, where our current stadium is. So, you know, we opened the, the doors on that in year three, and then two years ago now we opened the doors on our stadium where we actually put in bleachers and, and can have home games at our own field rather than using CBC. So, yeah, it's been a process, you know, but it's – uh, it's taught me a lot, boy. I tell you what, it's uh, it's taught me a lot about just perseverance and um, you know staying positive and having a vision and continuing to work to it. And you know, it, it's not just me that's got it done. You know, we've had a lot of support along the way through our administration, and uh, we had a change in our president. So uh, Dr. Keith Ross is our now new president, and he uh, you know held that same vision that Dr. Lacey had and was able to get the stadium done and 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 get us get us rolling up there. And it's a it's a great facility man i know you've seen it but you know anybody who wants to come to a come to a home game this saturday would be a great opportunity but it's a beautiful stadium and and uh you know a great place to watch a college football game well coach b i gotta do a little business can you hang with me a few minutes absolutely all right fantastic folks we're visiting with uh, head coach of missouri baptist jason berniak and uh, he's been kind enough to hang out with us here on kmox at your service stick around more to come Welcome back, everyone. Heading into the final segment here on uh, KMOX is at your service. Got about uh, five minutes left here before the uh, end of the show. And uh, visiting with us, we're visiting with head coach at Missouri Baptist Football, Jason Berniak. And, Coach, I'm sorry if I keep butchering your name. I, I just keep wanting to put an extra N in there. I'm sorry about that. No, you're fine. No problem. Not the first time it's happened. <laughs> well, Coach B, let's uh, let's talk a little about – I, I want to get, get your take on it. Obviously, is an – as a, a, an active college coach, uh, you know, in the NFL recently, we've had a couple things, and uh, one of the big ones is concussions uh, with the hit on uh, Tua Tugaviola. Uh, actually, two different times where, you know, he gets hit, kind of stumbles around, and they still uh, still allow him to uh, be in the game. Yeah, that that was a that was a scary play, you know, and and I know that it it just raises the the level on on those concussions, you know, those. In in my opinion, those are something that that you just can't play around with. You know, they they're we're finding out, we're learning more about how uh, serious they can be, especially long term. I think everybody's head is different on them. You know, somebody might be able to get multiple concussions and and not have the effects from CTE or. or uh, some of those other um, things that, that come up with concussions and, and somebody else, it might be one hit and, and that's all it takes that 
it, it's just too much for them. So, you know, we really got to be careful with it. I know uh, the league is continuing to put in steps. Uh, I know in, in college we have, we have very critical steps, but, you know, I think one of the things the league needs to do is just if, if they see that they've got to probably put them into protocol or at least wait 24 hours, you right. know, they, they definitely shouldn't go back in, in that game when they, when they see them stumbling around. I know in, in the college game, if, if you have those symptoms, then they, they're going to, they're going to shut you down. You're going to revisit in 24 hours and see if you have symptoms and then des- determine whether or not you're going to be in protocol. But I know one of the tough things at, at the professional level is a lot of those contracts aren't guaranteed. Those guys, they want to be out there on the field. They want to, uh, you know, earn their money. They know that uh, it's a business. They know that owners and GMs and all that are always looking at, um, you know, is it worth them? And and obviously in Tua's situation, he's he's a guy that they're going to protect and want their long term. But, you know, you look at maybe the, the second string corner that gets a concussion on special teams, you know, and, and they might be looking for a way to move him if, if he sits out. You know, there's got to be some type of protection from the NFLPA and, and that stuff in, the, in those situations. No, I couldn't agree more. So let me ask you this. Now, the NFL this year in practice is making all teams wear the Guardian caps in practice. What do you think of the Guardian cap? I mean, for folks playing the home game of at your service, it's like a outer shell that's padded that goes over your helmet. What do you think about that? Well, you know, for a long time, I, I thought that they were a really good idea. Now, uh, interestingly enough, I talked to uh, our Rydell helmet rep, who's uh, a guy I worked with and, and respect a lot, uh, Brad Oster, and and I asked him that same question, and he he told me that they're actually it doesn't really help. It actually sometimes makes things worse because the helmet itself is designed with the plastic and how they're and how they're molded and shaped to deflect contact. But with the guardian caps that you have now fabric on fabric and it doesn't slip in the same way that the plastic does. So he said that it actually is uh, they're, they're finding that in a lot, in a lot of situations, it's actually more harmful than not having them, even though it adds the extra protection that when those, that it's like, uh, you know, almost like Velcro when they hit, they, they don't slide in the same way because of of the fabric that's on the outside. So, uh, I, I hadn't realized that it makes a lot of sense to me when he told me that, um, you know, so we were looking at doing some, but after that conversation, I'm like, well, you know, you know, we're, we're just going to keep it as is. But um, I think they need to do some studies on that. You know, I mean, the the idea of the extra padding makes sense, uh, but it also makes a lot of sense in regards to how the helmets are designed to deflect and and uh, you know propel energy out that they're not able to do it to work in the way that they're designed with those on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach, I want to thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us here tonight on uh, KMOX is at your service. Continue success uh, during the season. Obviously, again, make sure, folks, you want to come out and watch their home game 1 p.m. Homecoming as well, you said? Homecoming, yes, sir. All right, fantastic. And so for folks who are interested about this, where can they go? Where can they go to get a hold of you if they have, uh, you know, if it's a young man that's interested in still playing football in high school, where can they uh, get a hold of you at? Yeah, the best way is to go to our uh, website, mbuspartans.com. They can go to uh, our football homepage and get uh, my contact on there. Uh, they can also find me on uh, Twitter, at mbucoachb. Uh, those are two great ways. Uh, I'm on social media. I'm on. Uh, you can find me on the web or just swing on by campus. I'd be happy to sit down with you at any time. Well, Coach, thanks so much for uh, joining us on the program. We'll talk real soon. 
Sounds good. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate right, it. Fantastic. That's uh, head coach over at Missouri Baptist, uh, Jason Berniak, and just a great guest, wealth of information. Folks, that's going to about wrap it up for this edition of the uh, At Your Service. Again, I almost said KMOX Auto Show, but uh, thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with us tonight. Hey, be drive slow. Be, be nice to each other out there. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.